Welcome to Intuition Speaks, a podcast about learning how to lean in and develop your intuitive gifts so that you can understand the messages that you've been receiving from the universe. I am Akashic Shamanic Healer, Tia Marie. My hope is that this podcast will help to uplift and inspire you on your inner path and journey to a more aligned life filled with joy. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Intuition Speaks. I am so glad and thankful to have all of you here with me today. Oh, so today's topic of discussion I wanted to really dive into was some troubleshooting and I think what I'll do is I'll make these quick little episodes especially heading right into the holiday the heat of the holiday season um, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was really just timely and divinely called for all about how to make sure that you are providing that level of self-care that's going to keep you thriving throughout the holidays and I'm going to even take a few pages out of my own book on that and definitely dive in a little deeper on making sure that I'm not just surviving, that I am thriving. I have been getting some really amazing feedback from you guys, really enjoying this series on uh, season three. I had to think about that for a second. And I'm really happy to share everything I know about the Akashic Records. Someone mentioned to me recently that they were like, I feel like I already accessed them. They're like, I, I feel like based on what you're describing, I've already been there. And the answer is more likely yes than not. If you have like this inkling that maybe you've already tapped into it, but you're not entirely quite sure about what you tapped into, you likely have tapped into the Akashic Records. I feel as though everything is interconnected and intertwined with this energetic database and that's simply what it is. I'm hoping that this series really helps like open that access point for more people and create like more of an awareness and understanding of what exactly it is that the Akashic Records are and there is so much like shrouded mystery and unknown sort of energy surrounding what the Akashic Records are or what they might be or how to use them. But it really isn't as complicated as people make it out to be. I feel like even when you're tapping into your own intuition, there is a cord that goes straight up into the Akashic Records that helps you connect into this wisdom. And I feel like once we kind of let go of this 
oh my goodness, it's so distant and vast and big and too much for me. I think that helps create more of a grounded approach to it and that is specifically what I am all about. I want to make this as accessible to everyone as possible because I do feel like it's so important, especially in this time, to really reclaim your autonomy and really seek the answers for yourself. And if you don't know how to seek the answers, then learn how to seek the answers. And that is what I'm here for. I am here to support you. I'm here for your questions. I want to help in any way that I can. And my goal for you is to become that independent soul seeker that I know everyone has within them. So for this week's episode, I really want to get into some troubleshooting and I'll do a couple episodes on different little troubleshooting tasks uh, to help you kind of work the kinks out of accessing the Akashic records, but this can go for literally anything anything intuitive whatsoever. If you're trying to learn how to work with oracle cards or a pendulum or just like having conversations with your intuition or receiving messages or communicating with angels, whatever it is that is really calling you, I hope that you can see how you can apply these little troubleshooting tasks to different things. My favorite one to address is probably going to be this episode, which is working with your ego. There is so much out there and I honestly like believed and fell into that trap at first that you have to kill your ego, you have to like release it, you have to let it go, you can't have an ego, having an ego is bad. Um, I was on that path, I was, I really was, and I thought, oh, I need to let go of my ego, I had so much anger towards it, which it just sounds very conflicting and confusing, right? You're angry about your ego, but like, where does that anger come from? So it's like the ego is mad at itself. And something that over time I really learned through trial and error, through trying to like really separate myself from my ego and try to escape from my ego is that Um, hello, you're human, and I don't care what anybody else says. (laughs) Having an ego is healthy unless it is not in check. So having an ego is a completely normal human experience. And if people are trying to tell you to remove your ego, then I would just really wave caution to that. I really love the IFS. Um, It is a system that speaks to all the different parts of us. 
I do believe that we all have different facets to what make us who we are. I believe our egos have multifaceted, you know, dimensions to it. And there are parts of our ego that are very helpful. And then there are parts of our ego that are not as helpful, maybe dysfunctional, but that dysfunction comes from a place of creating systems, creating coping mechanisms, creating boundaries to protect you. And if you can see where maybe completely letting go or killing that ego is like killing a part of yourself and not really acknowledging the parts of you that need some extra support and love, then I think we're on the same page. <laughs> I I really... I really honestly do believe that all the parts of us are valid, even the parts that we don't like, the parts that are really scary or we don't want others to know about. I think all of them have a validity to them and it's important to learn how to work with these parts and not necessarily create shame or try to kill off these parts of ourselves but to really learn how to work with them so we can keep them in check so we can continue to function as a whole being and a whole unit being made up of these different areas and different parts of us that have helped us so far in our lives um And the biggest thing I feel when a client comes to me when we're doing coaching or someone has a question for me about intuitive work is I'm blocking myself. How do I, how do I get out of my own way? And this is something that took a lot of effort on my part to really figure out. I didn't really have anyone to really teach me about this it was something I kind of pieced together from other people and the work they were doing and like just noticing how they were dropping in noticing the language being used and then really kind of creating a systematic approach for myself on how to really work with my ego instead of against it I've always felt like I've had different parts of myself that have been at war for any significant amount of time and it wasn't until I really started treating these different parts of myself as if they were a part of my family, as if they were a part of someone who I cared about instead of just allowing these different parts to be at war with each other and the loudest and most meanest one at times can be my own ego and the biggest critic that lives within me is that ego voice it's the one that tells me that you know nobody's gonna listen to my podcast that 
the work I'm doing isn't real or doesn't have any validity, that I don't have anything interesting to say. And what it comes back down to is realizing when I was a child, I was told a lot that I had no self-confidence. And being an adult now... I can acknowledge and I can realize that the reason I had no self-confidence was because this is not, these abstract concepts like self-confidence and having accountability and being reliable, all of these things don't make sense to a child's mind. So instead of having these role models that exhibited these qualities you know that they were pointing out that I didn't have my ego just held on to the story well I don't have this therefore I'm just going to use this story as my excuse and I'm going to repeat this story every time something comes up that would require me to have self-confidence or accountability or reliability because I was told that I don't have it. Therefore, if I don't do those things, I'll be in a better position because I won't have to hear somebody else tell me that I don't have those things. What a story. If you really sat down for a minute, think about the things that come from your ego. I really want you just to breathe into this for a moment. What thoughts come up frequently for you? And these thoughts can be anything. Oh my goodness. Like, let's say you really want to try something new and what comes up for that? What things come up from your ego? And I want you to really take a second to recognize that these thoughts are just a part of you, but they are not you. Our egos have a lot of protective layers and stories and mechanisms in place to prevent us from doing things that it deems to be harmful. It deems to be um, something scary that could result in us getting hurt somehow, whether it's emotionally, physically, mentally, anything. Just really think about the last time you wanted to do something that was different or new and all the things that the ego came up with. And then I want you to take a breath and just like think about where did those stories originate? They didn't originate within you. They came from somebody else's ego. It's almost as if all our egos are sort of interconnected and we have like this one ego, but it's split off into different personalities. <laughs> but most egos have a similar story. They have similar mechanisms for protecting us and coping. And honestly, every ego wants to be validated. Every ego wants to be seen. Every ego wants to be heard. And what do we do in the spiritual community? We tell you, you're not allowed to have an ego. If you want to be spiritual, that you need to kill your ego and cut it off from you. And I'm like, but why? There are times when my ego was right and helpful 
And also, there's something about my ego that keeps me extremely curious. And this is the part of your ego that I really want you to tap into. It's sort of a shift that you need to learn how to create instead of fearing everything. And and this is where the magic happens. So if instead you say, well, what if I do this, I'm going to fail. You said, well, what would happen even if I didn't fail? And what really could happen if I fail? Like, you know, really just go through the sort of endless possibilities until your ego's a little exhausted at that point. You're like, oh, well, it might not be that bad. This could happen or that could happen. And it's kind of like you start opening more pathways for that creativity, that curiosity, that wonder. And you sort of ease that ache that that fear within you creates. And I think I've talked on this before, but fear never leaves you, no matter what you do. That's part of your ego. And sometimes fear is a good motivator and sometimes it's a bad motivator. And you just need to learn when intuitively the fear is telling you something correct or when the fear is creating a huge story. When the fear is real, you don't have a lot of backstory to it. It's just that instinctual gut grabbing feeling. When the fear is not real, you have a lot of mental heaviness, story, ruminating, like ruminating, just like running through the scenario over and over again. Real fear comes from your splenic center. So that's like in the area around your gut. And real fear is in the moment. The mental fear can create that same feeling. It triggers the same energy in your body, but you're going to feel it in your head. And a lot of times when we're trying to work with our intuition and we're trying to receive messages, whether it's in the Akashic Records or whatever you're doing, You're so focused on the fear stories that you don't get out of your own way, that you can't tap into your body to really feel the awareness and the messages that are coming through. And it literally just blocks you off from everything. So I feel... If you just get angry with your ego, which is the ego getting mad at the ego and, you know, tell it to F off and you want it to die, I feel like it's going to create more of these protective barriers rather than let go of them, if that makes sense. If you treat your ego with something 
as if you love and respect them and you validate the feelings of fear as if you are the adult and the ego is the younger one who has never been in the experience and you say, yes, that could be true. We don't know. That's okay. We can find out. And really just spend the time grounding into your body talking to your ego, talking to whatever fear stories are coming up and just say, ego, I understand you have this fear. But right now, I'm really curious to know. And I understand that you have a story about what I want to ask. But let's get a second opinion. And that has been the miracle for me. I am always open to getting a second opinion. And the reason I call it a second opinion is because you have the option to opt out. It is just an opinion. And for whatever reason, this has been like the magic key that has unlocked my ego to say, okay, I'm willing to listen to find out what the second opinion is. I don't have to be right about it. I don't have to know what's going to come out. But I'm willing to listen. And that willingness to have that curiosity over the fears has been the thing that has literally calmed my ego down to a complete stillness. It is like story time at a preschool, right? All these little egos are sitting in front of you and they all have hundreds of stories just bursting out inside of them. They all want to hear. They all want to, you know, speak their truth and they all want to be heard and seen. And if you acknowledge that and say, hey guys, guess what? It's story time. We're going to listen to a story right now. We're not going to tell a story, but you know what? During free time, if you want to come up to me and tell me the story, I have no problem. I'll listen to your story. Those children are more likely to be captivated and willing to listen. You need to treat your ego the same way. Sometimes those children will have big feelings that need to be addressed before they're ready to sit down and they're ready to be still and listen. I think my solution to everything is just treat it as if it was a child. We tend to be a lot kinder to children than we are to other adults or ourselves especially. So when in doubt, treat your ego as if it was a child that you love dearly and really just have that conversation with it. It may seem really silly at first, but if talking to it as if it wasn't child doesn't work for you, you can talk to it as if it was yourself and you were your best friend. Tell your ego like, hey, you know, I want you to be here with me. I want you to, you know, hear what 
our intuition has to say or hear the messages that we have to receive from the Akashic Records. But if you can't do that without getting in my way, I'm going to have to ask you to go get a coffee, go chill out and do something else, go listen to music, like do something else for the period of time right now so that I can get this work done. Like do what, tell your ego whatever you would tell yourself if you were trying to get yourself out of your way. Oh, go shopping for a Louis Vuitton bag, <laughs> whatever it takes. And realize that like, just have compassion for yourself because there are going to be times when you do get your ego out of your way and then you ask a question and that question is so triggering that your ego is going to butt in and say, oh, oh, wait a minute. I don't like this answer or I don't want to know that or, you know, this is what I think. Your ego has a lot of opinions and that's okay. We'll get into a method I really love to use to help decipher between an ego story and an intuitive uh, download or message in another episode. But first, let's just like work with our egos here. Let's just, you know, train them to work the way we want them to work instead of letting them run the show. I really love just the visualization process of when I work with my clients I literally tell them the same things I say okay I'm going to talk to your ego right now I'm going to talk to them and then I tell their ego like thank you so much for all that you do you do an amazing job we super appreciate you being here with us today and you supporting you know the client's name I'm going to take a moment to ask you though if you truly and do do like want to know these answers that you are willing to step aside and allow your curiosity to be stronger than the fear you have within you and then I will talk to my client and I'll say I'm gonna have you ask your ego to lovingly you know move aside I want you to visualize them separating themselves from your body and sitting next to you or leaving if that's what they need to do and just allow you know yourself to once that happens to drop into your body and then we go through the process of dropping into wherever their intuition is found and I usually work with the clients to figure that out first but that usually alone helps and it's an exercise that you can do for yourself every time I may even I feel like I might create um, like a guided meditation for that just to help you guys like a wicked quick one Um, just so you can get out of your own way and I really love doing the one-on-ones because I can tell immediately as soon as you've let your ego right back in. (laughs) I can tell. And the reason I can tell is because the look on your face. The look on your face when you are truly tapped in, divinely, like in the flow, 
is so much different than when your ego immediately steps in and comes up with a story. And another thing you can really just like tell the difference is like intuitive information is very flow, very simple, and it's really not complicated in any way. Sometimes like when you're first starting off, you're just going to get like the like shortest, simplest, most basic answers and that's okay. I feel like our guides know like what we can handle for receiving information and like they cut them down into bite size. Eventually when you work up to it, you can receive longer messages and that's not to say that you can't right off the bat receive longer messages. I just believe in the depth of my heart that our intuition knows like what we're capable of receiving without kind of diving off the deep end with our ego going, oh wait, that is not coming from my intuition. And then when it comes from your ego, your ego has a really intricate, long, detailed, overdrawn story about whatever the situation is. And that is like the easiest way to tell. But I can immediately see the changes in my client's face when they switch from being in the flow of their intuition to like being in the dirt with their ego. Yeah. So... I I think I'm definitely going to create that audio session for you guys, just like a guided walkthrough so I can talk to your egos for you and I can help you. But I think that the most important thing is going to be how you talk to your ego because unless you're doing a one-on-one with me, it's important for you to learn how to do this yourself because you are the ones who want to tap into your intuition. So you are the ones who are going to have to learn how to work with your ego. Thank you so much guys for listening to me go on and on about the ego today. My ego is telling me that this episode was way longer than I intended it to be, but I'm going to tell it kindly to just chill out and it's all good. Thank you again for listening, and then until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful, blissful, energetic week.
Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode of Intuition Speaks. If you love what I do, consider supporting me on Patreon. Over there, I have an amazing, extensive Akashic Healing Library full of audios with healing intention and beautiful meditation music. Or if you would like an Akashic reading, please make sure you find my links in the show notes. If you like this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss out on another one. And be sure to share it with someone who would enjoy this podcast. Thank you again and until next time.